This website is dedicated to the memory of the late Vince Pellegrino of the Street Information Network. If you'll give me a few moments, I will explain why. Welcome to WasKidCurry.com. My name is Kim Curry. I was Kid Curry on the radio in America from 1976 till 2005 in Pueblo, Colorado, Knoxville, San Antonio, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., and I spent 25 of 33 years in Miami, Florida. I had radio shows in all those cities, and I got to be the program director of some of those radio stations. For the last nine years of my radio career, I was the program director at Power 96 Radio in Miami, at the time, the most listened to radio station in the Southeast USA. You can check it out, grab some Arbitrons, and look at our QM and compare it to everyone else in the region, and you will see we were a pretty big deal. And rhythmic top 40 stations are supposed to win the QM, and we did fairly consistently. Power 96 was right from the top on down to the bottom. Uh, the GM slash part owner was Greg Reed with the Beasley Broadcasting Company. Jerry Clifton and Bill Tanner, my consultants, guys I'd already worked with for 25 years. Ira Honig-Wolf was my assistant program director. Eduardo Mix, Eddie Mix was the music director, and we had Phil Jones in that position for a while. Could not beat the on-air staff, legends, the late Don Cox, Cox on the radio, the late Bo Griffin, DJ Laz, Albie Silk, Easy Street, Lucy Lopez, Joe Nasty, and we even had Mark Mosley, the voice impersonator, on our staff. The mix team was one of the best in the country with DJ Laz and DJ Def with Jam and Johnny, Felix Sama, DJ Zog. I'm going to stop there because I will forget somebody. The promotion staff was a bit twisted, headed by Kenny Bernstein. Thank you very much for all your work, Kenny. We made lots of money for the sales staff, Matt Bell and John Jarris. And the office was just a great place to be in general because it was Phyllis Poulos's office. Hi, Phyllis. I'm waving at you. I believe we had the highest ratings in the history of the radio station while I was there, and I don't think they ever did quite as well after I left. But one thing for sure, for me, my last nine years at Power 96 were the best in my radio career. Then in January 2005, after noticing a loss of balance after my golf swing, I had problems walking straight. I went to the doctor, and after a month of testing, a lot of it was painful. I got diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. I was actually at a corporate meeting over in Naples, Florida, when I got the call from my doctor with the diagnosis. And on a three-hour trip back to Miami across Alligator Alley, I was on the phone with my wife the whole way, realizing our lives were about to change dramatically. And needless to say, the next few weeks, Greg Reed and I had come up with a plan for my departure from Power 96 and the career I had called mine for 33 years, basically gone by October 2005. Heading back out here to my home state in Colorado to find out what it was like to have multiple sclerosis. So what is MS? Doctor talk, doctor talk, blah, blah, blah. Here's what happens. Your brain stops talking to the rest of your body. I can feel my legs. I scratch them. I feel that. They just don't go anywhere. My shoulders fail, my wrists, my elbows. We spend the next couple of years flying back and forth from Colorado to Florida for doctor appointments because it took me that long to find the right guy out here in Colorado. But I did. Alan Bolding, world-renowned author and multiple sclerosis specialist. He's the guy who's got me on all the right medications now. I had to get crutches fitted, leg braces sized, and I refused to be stuck in the house. So I had to learn how to drive with my hands and get hand controls installed in the car. I have a power wheelchair for my house, but I also have a wheelchair for my car so I can actually go to the store or go enjoy food at a restaurant. It costs to be disabled in America, and I will get into that a little bit later on. By 06, I was walking with a cane. By 08, I was on crutches. And by 09, pretty much always in a wheelchair. 
So I spent October 2005 till November 2014 pretty much just laying around watching MS affect my body. I didn't want to talk about it. My family could see what was going on. It was a dark place for me. Then November 2014, I get a surprise phone call from my friend Vince Pellegrino of the Street Information Network and our friend Franco Iamello. After I left Power 96, people stopped calling after a while and I got it out of sight, out of mind, and life certainly moved on. But I could always depend on some sort of communication with Vince during April because we both had April birthdays. His April 1st, April Fool's Day, and I'm a 420 baby, so that's pretty easy to remember. But I was surprised to get a November phone call from Vince and even more surprised when he said he wanted to fly me and my family out to New York City for the Street Information Network Awards Party, which was an event he threw every year to show respect to radio and record people he'd worked with over the previous year. Now, Vince and my wife put this great trip together to New York City. I didn't even know I could travel. My legs don't work. But there I was in Times Square for the holidays. We were going to Macy's, having breakfast at the American Girl doll store with my daughter and her doll and a bunch of other little girls and <laughs> their dolls. It's a great time. You cannot beat Times Square for the holidays. Then it comes time for the Sin Awards party over at B.B. King's Blues Club. And the wifey and I get all dressed up with our kid. We go down to meet with Vince for about five minutes before the show begins. He's got this big old coat on with a scarf and a hat. I couldn't tell anything was wrong, but he didn't look right. The awards begin. He starts bringing people on stage I hadn't seen in 10 years. Others I hadn't seen in 30 years. There were people there that I knew when I was a radio baby. Some people I had hired and some I had fired. Record promoters who had hit me up on records for years and years. It was neat. It was fun. And then Vince brings me and my family up on stage to give me a Radio Programming Excellence Award. And we get up there. Instant standing ovation. Applause. Applause. It starts to get to me and my wife, my kid. Uh, I got to take a second here to thank everybody who showed me love that night. You really sparked a conversation between my daughter and I that we had not had. She's only seen her dad on crutches in a wheelchair with multiple sclerosis. She had no idea what I had done as a career, so I want to thank you all very much. That really mattered to me, and it mattered to her. Not that many people knew I was there until I got up on stage. So I spend the next couple hours hugging, giving high fives, talking about old times, and as my wife says, you were awake for your wake. <laughs> but invariably, each person I spoke to asked me the same thing. Do you know what's going on with Vince? No, I did not. I had just seen him for about five minutes before the show began, Later that night, he and I decided to have breakfast at my hotel the next morning, so a very tired Vince Pellegrino shows up. He'd been at the all-night poker party that goes on after the Street Information Network Awards party. We start to get caught up after not seeing each other for nine years. It's pretty evident what's going on with me, so I got right to him, and I asked him to please give me an update. What's going on? And he starts telling me this very grim story about his medical condition that had been going on for the past few years. My friend Vince had been sick for quite some time and undergone multiple operations, the kind that takes a long time to recuperate from. So I asked him, did you recuperate? Did you sit back or did you go to work? And he said, no, I went to work, which is what you could expect from Vince. It was a very scary thing. It did not sound good. I even got the nerve to ask him what he was going to do with the Street Information Network if he couldn't come into work. What was his family going to do? Did he have a plan? And he just sat back and said, nope. He was sure his boys were going to continue doing something, but he didn't quite know for sure what that was. And I got it. The family's done a great job keeping sin together since Vince has been gone, but how do you replace Vince Pellegrino? 
This guy single-handedly took it upon himself to promote up-and-coming artists, to get the word out about their new projects, making DJs aware of what's out there to spin. All the while, mainstream artists had the full backing of their record labels. Vince worked hard to get the word out about the new guys. And at times, he was relentless in his pursuit. But he did bring me Eminem at the very beginning of that project. The first time I ever heard Katy Perry was on the Sin website. I could go on and on. But then as I sat there, I began to realize what was going on. Vince knew this was his last awards show. He knew how sick he was, and for some reason he wanted me to be there. And it's been more than a year now since I spent my time with him in New York City, and I'm still trying to deal with our final encounter. There's no way he knew what I've been going through since 05. Our April phone calls were always quick. Hello, how's your day? Happy birthday. I'd ask him about Johnny Bulos and Izzy Sanchez and John Straza, but for some reason... He wanted me to be there. And being back with the wonderful, wacky people of my 33-year radio and music career rejuvenated something I hadn't felt in almost a decade. In the months after the Sin Awards, I actually entertained the thought of getting back to work somehow. Maybe there was a way I could figure out how to help Vince, all the while knowing the radio and music business I was in has basically passed me by. But it was exhilarating. Maybe I can come up with something. But then it came... The bulletin from Joel Denver's All Access that my dear friend Vince Pellegrino had passed away. Still, it caught me by surprise. I was not ready for it. So I got to thank Vince for my time in New York City, but I didn't get to thank him for what he's done for me since then. He did not know the call he made actually pulled me out of a pretty dark hole, and I don't think I even knew I was there. And I got there pretty quickly. I was diagnosed in May of 2005, medically retired by October 2005, and since then, my only concern has been my medical condition. That phone call, that single trip to the Sin Awards brought me to remember who I am, what, I, what we had accomplished over 33 years of radio broadcasting. And I feel the need to get back to work in some form, but whatever MS is doing to my body, it certainly affects my brain. I find it very hard to connect cohesive thoughts together to tell a story. It's hard to concentrate, to get tired very easily. All that is part of my condition. And I'm not exaggerating when I tell you that this is my 300-plus take on this one project. So I'm going to take my knowledge of formatting, telling stories, and writing, and put together something I can work on, sort of like a therapy for me. Welcome to WasKidCurry.com. Here I'm going to be able to hit some deadlines, write some stories, and report on things I don't think are getting covered in the mainstream media. I will cover sports in America and around the world. I'll talk about soccer, Bronco football, and this year we're talking Duck Cubs. I want to talk about music. I still got a 12-year-old kid in the house, and she loves current music. I'm a house head. I respect EDM. I'm still waiting to hear the next Tupac or Biggie. I listen to country music, and because I'm a Cuban by insertion, I like Latin music. So I'll go over some spin lists, read up on some reports, and give you a weekly update on the music and broadcasting biz, whatever's left of it. I want to rant about things like religion and politics, and I'm sure I'm going to piss somebody off, but I'll tell you the same thing I used to tell parents when they would call to complain that Power 96 was playing the unedited version of Back That Ass Up by Juvenile. Well, go ahead and tune out if you have to, but please come back because I guarantee you, you're going to find something you like eventually, okay? And I want to give you the view from my wheelchair. Now here I'm going to get a chance to be nice to people who are nice to me and people like me, and I'll be able to throw shade and harass people who aren't nice to me and people like me, because you see, when you're Kid Curry, people gravitate towards you. But when you're Kim Curry in a wheelchair, people move away from you. 
Between me and others in the wheelchair, I'm not afraid to engage, and I smell good. So if you're going to try to sprint past me to get to the door, I'm going to say, hey, hold that so I can get out there, please. And if you don't want to make eye contact when we pass, I'm going to ask you, how you doing? Because I was Kid Curry. I refuse to let my condition in this wheelchair define me. Thousands of people love my radio shows and millions of people love the radio stations we created. So now I have an outlet, something that's going to help me focus on rehabilitation and hopefully entertain some. And here's what else has happened to me and my family since that November 2014 call from Mr. Pellegrino. My wife's longtime business partner and her husband packed up and headed out to their new corporate position in Hawaii. Too bad. Now that freed us up to move to northern Colorado, just outside Fort Collins, close to Denver, closer to my doctors and therapy. I love my therapy. Now my wifey has moved from a local real estate position to a national level position, and it's become her new favorite job, and it's quite beneficial. My daughter Casey, after three different schools in six months, she's finally settled into a school she loves. They wear uniforms, they teach manners, insist on eye contact, and promote extemporaneous speaking. Oh, no. And she's found Miss Kristen in the Colorado Equestrian Academy. She loves that new horse stuff. And me, I got this new project, a new house, and a handicap-accessible kitchen. So enjoy the website. Check out the pictures. You might see yourself. Listen to the audio. Some of it could be funny, and you might even hear your name. I'll try to get some air checks up there too soon. And I promise I will try to keep things updated as best possible. But if you know anyone with MS, you know some days we just can't. So I hope that gets you updated, gives you an idea why I've done this. But for the rest of my life, I'm going to wonder, what if Vince Pellegrino hadn't made that call in November 2014? Who knows? Who knows? Thanks for logging on to waskidcurry.com, dedicated to the memory of the late Vince Pellegrino.